You're tuning in to Spectre Radio, but wait, don't touch that dial, because this is Spectre Radio presents the MCU. Revisiting our favorite movie moments, debating about scenes from the shows, and combing through the comics. We're just three millennials, binging our way through the MCU, through the eyes of the heroes, villains, and creatures alike. I'm Wyatt. I'm Andrew. Okay, Spider-Man! Go flip! My name is Alyssa, and we are Spectre Spectre Radio. Radio. Look, I'm I'm just going to be myself. Peter, spoiler alert. No one wants that. Thank you, Ned and Peter Parker, for the spoiler warning. Again, this podcast contains adult content and spoilers. So to become an Avenger, are there like trials or an interview? Do me a favor. Can't you just be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man? Just stay close to the ground. You're the Spider-Man from YouTube. Can you summon an army of spiders? No, Ned, no. Do you know him too? He stole his shield. Can I try the suit on? Badass. The rich and the powerful, like Stark, they don't care about us. The world's changing, boys. Time we change, too. These weapons are crazy dangerous. Listen, Peter, forget the flying monster guy. There are people who handle this sort of thing. The illegal weapons ferry was at 2.30. You missed it. I couldn't bear to lose a listener on a Friday. Not again. Because with a great podcast comes great responsibility. Welcome back to Spectre Radio, guys. That wasn't that bad. Oh my gosh. It was so bad. I couldn't bear to lose it. I mean, I liked it, but it doesn't mean it wasn't bad. That was so funny. Uh, It's a hard movie to pick quotes from for an intro. A lot of really good ones for an outro. So we'll see what uh, one of you knuckleheads comes up with for later. Oh boy. I had to do a call back to the responsibility. Had to had to throw it back to the OG Sony. You're welcome. Uh, but yes, we are here this evening to give you a recap of Spider-Man Homecoming, my favorite superhero in the MCU, Spider-Man. So I'm really excited. I know you guys really like him too. So this should be an interesting night. I feel like I already popped my popcorn and I ate it all. So I don't know if you can see my giant bucket. This was Jeez. my dinner. Um, when we went and saw Shang-Chi at AMC, you can literally pay, I think it's like $20 to get a refillable popcorn bucket. And then every time you go, you can get like an extra large popcorn for like $5 or something ridiculous. Really? So, yeah. So now, cool. um, my boyfriend and I each have our own and I only eat like two bites and then we just eat the leftover popcorn throughout the week. Oh my gosh. Cause we frugal like that, but it was great. Uh, hopefully we get to that recap not too long from now. And, uh, that'll give you time, you guys, you two, you guys to go see it. Use guys. Cause it's so good. I really liked it. We enjoyed it. So, all right, let's get the show on the road with the movie recap. Andrew, take it away. Spider-Man homecoming. Thrilled by his experience with the Avengers, young Peter Parker returns home to live with his Aunt May. Under the watchful eye of his mentor, Tony Stark, Peter Parker starts to embrace his newfound identity as Spider-Man. 
he also tries to return to his normal daily routine. Distracted by thoughts of proving himself to be more than just a friendly neighborhood superhero, Peter must soon put his powers to the test when the villainous Adrian Toomes, a.k.a. Vulture, emerges to sell dangerous alien weapons to the bad guys. With his best friend Ned and Tony Stark's tech at his side, his first two encounters with the Vulture are disastrous, causing Stark to take the advanced suit back. Now with only his low-tech suit, his wit, and his horrible realization that the Vulture is in fact his crush's father, can he stop Toomes and keep his secret identity a secret and his friends safe? Or will this complicated high school double life be exposed? Moving on to one of my favorite topics, because it's the only one that I'm good at, is Behind the Web Slinger! Oh, that theme was so good. Mm. I was like, it's not the Marvel theme! It's not the Marvel theme! Yeah. Got way too excited. So, talking about the theme, that that was actually one of my um one of my best is that they use the original theme from what 1960 something 67 six i think i don't remember <laughs> we all said different numbers <laughs> perfect i'm gonna uh, go with andrew's answer i'm yeah, gonna have a feeling same. that's that's right <laughs> but so tom holland went undercover at a high school to figure what? out how high schools work so tom Shut holland up. is british yes obviously there's no high schools over there they're called secondary schools oh mm-hmm. thank you for and the history lesson here well being as someone who attended one for two years they are all they are called secondary schools. wait are, are you in fact admitting on air that you're british so, he admitted this before <laughs> so you have primary school which is essentially kindergarten through what they call year six when they call then, it primary primary school primary school yep primary and then secondary so. school is basically middle and high you can Anyway, <laughs> so unlike Peter Parker, Tom Holland grew up in London and had to dress in formal attire for school. That is true. I, I just dress up in formal attire mm-hmm. with the blazer, suit tie. It was basically nice. Hogwarts, just without the magic. Oh, oh yeah. is that why they call it post-secondary education? Like when no, you're filling in an application? No, post-secondary education. You have the option to continue high school for a two extra years. And then oh, okay. instead of going to college, you jump right to university. Oh, it's a gotcha. whole it's a whole different kind of truck completely different it. okay um so to help him in, in this to help him in this leading role to get him into character director john watts instructed holland to go undercover as a student in the bronx high school of science putting on an accent and assuming an alias mm-hmm. holland oh reportedly gosh. blended into the crowd in the same vein as Peter, he managed to tackle high school also while maintaining his secret identity. That's wow. Crazy. I love That's awesome. that. I That's did I not know about that. that. Yeah. I, I was going to say, or if I did, I forgot. And it's kind of funny because didn't he also, um, back when they were doing like character meet and greets, like where you could hug the person and take a picture and stuff, um, didn't he also go like undercover as himself? as spider-man at the disney parks and like surprised fans or he did it one of the theme parks he did it and like they were like like wow you sound like tom holland and he was like yeah (laughs) then he took the mask off and people were like oh my god it's really you (laughs) um because of his accent tom holland couldn't say spider-man 
<laughs> he couldn't say Spider-Man? He couldn't say Spider-Man. So in the interview, Holland explained that his British accent mode and British, his British accent mode saying the phrase Spider-Man in an all-American tone was incredibly difficult for him. Wow. As a Marvel star would find himself either reverting to his natural accent or going into an accent belonging to the Deep South. You, you South? can tell you can tell a lot of like British or Australian actors when they try and have an American accent. Every once in a while, like one of the syllables in the middle of a word won't be like a full mm. American. You, you could tell uh, it's it's kind of hard to explain, but you can. There were a few words that he was saying that I can tell that he was British. Well, That's and it's funny, and it's the same for me because there's a couple of phrases I'm sure you guys have picked up on as well as the listeners. There's a mm-hmm. couple of phrases I say that are structured a little bit differently because yeah. that's how I grew up saying them. I just, right. you know, have the American twang on there now. Twang. Twang. Wow. <laughs> so how that, uneducated that New we York, sound by comparison. Yeah, the New York twang. <laughs> the New York Floridian English accent, whatever's going on. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So did you know that Iron Man's role was initially Nick Fury's? Oh, yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, and yeah. then like they restructured like the entire movie to put um, RDJ in like half of it. Mm-hmm. He got ten million dollars for like how long was he in? Like fifteen minutes? What? Eight minutes? Uh, something like that? Probably like six minutes total. I think it and, was like, eight minutes. There was literally that scene where like he wasn't there. It was the yeah, was just empty. <laughs> He's like he goes, "Thank God this place has Wi-Fi, or you'd be dead." Right, right. <laughs> so funny. Um, John Watts made the cast watch a John Hughes marathon. So Watts told the actors to watch a marathon of the director's teen comedies. So the kids went over to Tom Holland's house in Atlanta and binge watched the the Hughes movie oh, trilogies. Well, really quick, With, there's your Southern twang. If he has a house in Atlanta and he's in hearing Atlanta. everybody in the drive-thru say, what can I get for you, darling? And stuff like that. There's, there's your Southern twang right there if he's living Probably. in Atlanta filming the so movie. The, those 80s movies included Ferris Bueller's Day Off, mm-hmm. Pretty in Pink, you can and see The Breakfast it in there. Club. Yeah. Well, yeah, see. and they did a direct call out to it because he's running through the um, backyards and then somebody watching Yeah, Ferris cut to somebody watching it. <laughs> that was uh, my but... number two inspirational movie for senior year um, in which I skipped multiple classes multiple days oh, and nice. still graduated with almost a 4.0. Oh, look at you. And... Well, they had the detention scene, obviously kind of calling to the mm-hmm. breakfast club yeah um pretty in pink i don't i don't think i've seen that movie so i don't know i'm terrible i, I should go see it but i don't know what the direct call out other than like the 16 candle situation thing would be <laughs> <laughs> and then finally this is probably my favorite one because tom admitted to this but tom holland has to wear a thong under the spider-man costume what? really that i'm here know. for this not why is he not just freeballing it? So whenever you see Peter Parker <laughs> taking the Spider-Man suit on and Andrew's off in New York City, right <laughs> you know, he's wearing boxer shorts. He's on. wearing his regular boxer shorts underneath. However, Tom Holland has said that he has to wear a thong <laughs> under his suit that he's shooting scenes in because it's skin tight. Yeah. Holland wasn't sure about the thong at first. Quote, the first thing you need to know. All I have under this costume is a thong. They brought them to me on the first day. Like, here are your thongs. I have serious misgivings. Would, <laughs> would, would my asshole ever be the same again? End quote. 
Listen, I'm here to tell you they're the most comfortable things in the world once you get yeah. used to them. I cannot confirm or deny that. Neither can I. Oh, say something wild like you're wearing ladies' underwear. Uh, I'm wearing ladies' underwear? <laughs> yes. I most certainly am not. <laughs> it's a thong. It's a thong. It's a thong. I'm dead. Uh, Shrek 2. Oh, so good. Okay. Oh, man. Yeah, I had a lot of uh, fun facts that you already covered here, Wyatt. So some of the ones I didn't have. Um, the movie title, I thought this was really interesting. Um, the movie title, obviously, Spider-Man Homecoming refers to high school. You have homecoming, you have your homecoming dance, which is you know obviously related to the plot. However, the title actually has a like hidden secret second significant meaning. Um, it's a reference to the fact that Spider-Man has now returned home to Marvel after five movies in, t- in Sony's oh. um, wheelhouse. Mm. So isn't that funny that they cool. yeah. kind of connected and like the rest of them are all home too? Like, yeah, because he's cool. in Marvel. So I thought that was cool. Um, let's see. I have like one on here that I, I think maybe Andrew will have. So I'm going to skip it. Uh, let's see here. There are a lot of Easter eggs throughout the film and even specifically with Michelle, um, AKA MJ, we get some um, like significant call outs. She's reading a book called Of Human Bondage by W. Somerset Maham, which is about an orphan who lives with his aunt, just like Peter Parker. Hmm. And she also reads a book called Invitation to a Beheading about a man awaiting his execution in prison with only a spider to keep him company. Hmm. And she wears a Sylvia Plath t-shirt and there's a famous poem by Sylvia Plath called spider. Um, And she uses like a lot of spider imagery in her, her writing. So they tried to find as many like little nods uh, to things here and there. Mm -hmm. And then with aunt may her license plate reads uh, AMF, 1562 which is a reference to <laughs> what <laughs> What's that's really that? close to our license plate in new york when we had our minivan when i was growing Stop. up Stop! that the is first, so funny the first three letters anyway the first three letters oh my gosh that's so hilarious sorry go ahead yeah no amf 1562 which is a reference to spider-man's first ever comic book appearance amazing fantasy issue 15 published in 1962 and the year that Peter's high school was founded was 1962, another reference to when Spider-Man was first introduced. The name Bagley appears all over Homecoming's New York City in the form of graffiti, which is a reference to the comic book artist Mark Bagley, who shook up the Spider-Man comics in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, Rip, uh, when Peter saves Liz in the Washington Monument Elevator, she almost suffers the same fate as Gwen in the comics. This version, though, he manages to sling a web onto her hand and not onto her neck. And so she doesn't die. You're welcome. Um, so a lot of lot of Easter eggs. And I'm there's yeah. a couple more that I didn't mention that I'm going to probably touch on with my best. Um, the last one that I have, this is one I came up with all by myself without the help of the Internet. And then I Googled it. <laughs> to confirm that it was true because I was way too excited. I was like, did I just (laughs) unlock this? Like, is this real? Am I doing it? And um, so we get that scene. I want to say it was a shawarma stand. I don't know if it was like a gyro stand, whatever, but we get the scene where he's like, 
hey, you're Spider-Man. And, and Spider-Man's like, do a yep. flip. And he's like, do a flip. And he does a flip and he goes, woo. That guy is the same guy. This is a spoiler for Shang-Chi, by the way. Like, not really, but kind of. He's in Shang-Chi. Um, hmm. He's the same guy, like, filming the epic fight scene that you see in the trailer on the bus. Um, so he's like, what up, guys? It's your boy so-and-so. And um, he was the one that was saying, like, Spider-Man, you should post videos of yourself on YouTube and, like, get famous and rich. So, like, he stole his own idea and is, like, filming Shang-Chi fighting on the bus. <laughs> and he posts it and Shang-Chi goes, like, uh, viral. In the movie, his name is Sean. His American name is Sean. That guy was, like, the most, um, like, New Yorker, New Yorker that I've seen in a movie in a long time. Because that absolutely would happen. Like, you're like, just shouting three directly. blocks away. Oh, yeah. yeah. On a so oh, I yeah. found that's a, something I would do for sure. I found this news article from thedirect.com that says Marvel fans spot Spider-Man homecoming actor in Shang-Chi trailer. And um, he has like a full scene on the bus. Like he keeps going and like he has like a little dialogue and, and everything. Like he's got a little guest spot. So it was fresh in my mind seeing it and then rewatching it. And that's the only reason I got it in like reverse order. So I just was very proud of myself for that moment. Just had to share. So I just have um, a couple um, for starters, um, the, the principal um, from Peter's school, this the same actor um, who was in the Howling Commandos from um, Captain America. Um, he was the one who's like, I'm from Fresno, Ace, because they're like, oh, we're taking everybody. <laughs> so yeah, and they like never confirmed that they were like related. They just kind of yeah. like have a picture of him there. Right. And they never mm -hmm. mentioned it again. <laughs> yeah, they never mentioned it again. Um, he's, he's a really good actor as well. He's also in um, Sons of Anarchy. He's the uh, Chinese boss. He was in Wolf that, of Wall Street, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow, he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's good. Um, their academic decathlon teacher, he was in the Hulk movie. Um, so remember oh. when Hulk slips into the university and, as a pizza delivery guy? And he gives uh -huh. pizza to some guy in the in the computer lab, and he's like, "Hey, he's like showing the pizza." He's like, "Thank you." It was that guy. Um, so I believe it's the same character. I'm not a thousand percent, but it's the same actor. That's it's like cool. Mr. Harrington or something like that. Something like that. I don't. I, I didn't <laughs> look deep enough into it. I was just like, "We're gonna we're gonna headcanon this and call it a day." <laughs> um, I had one more. Oh, um, so Michael Keaton, who uh, portrayed the Vulture um he on set would, would say to um tom holland i'm batman because you know back in the day he was batman <laughs> it was at the, the late 80s yes he was late 80s. he was my batman when i was a kid mm -hmm. so i love that so yeah those are those are uh my three all right okay so Alyssa, you, you you just triggered something in me so <laughs> triggered triggered so, no it's, it's a safe it's space a, it's, it's it's a preference question so we have three spider-man actors who do you call Spider-Man? <laughs> oh, no. That's such who a is, polarizing question. I'm going to ask is, this question. It's slightly inappropriate. Um, is the same person you call Spider-Man the same one you would call Daddy? Or is that a different <laughs> one? You like that? <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Are you, uh, No, I'm not. Um, so this is such a difficult question because I feel like my personal favorite Spider-Man is, like, not the best Spider-Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain. So personally, my favorite Spider-Man is Andrew Garfield's because I think like 
he definitely embodies the comedy of Spider-Man and obviously like the physicality of like the change in him after the bite and him being like super buff and everything. But he doesn't really strike you as that like nerdy quality that you're trying to get, right? Toby Maguire nails the nerdy thing. He's he like looked good in the movies, but you wouldn't call him daddy, like to Andrew's point. No, I I would <laughs> I would agree with the nerdy part, but I don't. He does Spider Man's supposed to be like a borderline genius, and Toby Maguire does not demonstrate that well. Yeah, I agree, but he does a really a good nerd. job with the nerdy and photography thing. They do a really good job about building his character in that regard. Mm -hmm. And in terms of Tom, like I feel like he does a really good job with the nerdy um, quality, but also like he's definitely ripped and he's also probably the only one of the three that is the most believable as like a high schooler. Like, right, because the others were was, in their mid twenties. I was gonna point. say, like yeah. the other ones are obviously much older. Yeah, and I like I think I Andrew know, Garfield was almost thirty. Right, like that that would make sense, and Toby he's in probably his too. Now. Yeah, and these were things like we didn't really notice. Like Toby was Spider Man when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Andrew was Spider Man when we were teenagers, and like mm-hmm. started to notice six pack yeah. abs. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, obviously Tom is when we have become young adults, adults. So uh, a little different, but yeah, I would say Tom does the best job as Spider-Man. Like he's the mm-hmm. most believable, like Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark. Like that's so Peter. And Parker he's, to he's me. funny in his own way. I didn't feel that Tobey Maguire was that funny. He had a couple of lines, but I and would agree that Andrew funny Garfield's in, like, funnier. Right. And he was only funny in like Spider-Man two when he was doing the dancing and shit. Like, like he 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 has quippiness yeah. that doesn't necessarily make him funny. Um, like with the whole oh, that's a cute outfit. Did your husband make it for you? Like right. that was like kind of quippy, but right. it wasn't very funny. Right. Um, but and I, it might I would just agree be like you. it might just be like better writing and like the the lore is like progressing and the writing is progressing right. too. I, I feel a like bit, as but... each Spider-Man trilogy, as they keep or each um set of movies goes on, as Garfield did not get a trilogy. Right. Um I feel like they're slowly but surely nailing the Peter Parker Spider-Man character a little bit better every time. Like each one brings something different to it, but I think Holland overall gets it best, except with the photography thing. He doesn't do anything photography in this movie. And I don't believe he does anything in the second movie either. I don't remember, not off the top of my head. I don't think so, but yeah, it's interesting because there are like little callbacks to the other films and the other Spider-Mans in this movie, like especially to Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, like there's like um, an, an, uh, they allude to, I don't want to say an illusion. They allude at one point to like the upside down kiss. I don't remember oh, yeah. the, I don't remember. Yeah, the she exact... was like, this is your chance. Kiss her. And he's up. Yeah. Yes. Right. I, so and when then, that movie came out, I was like, oh my gosh, how funny would it be if they could all hear Karen speaking right now? Oh my God. Right. <laughs> I would that, die. That's so true. That one. And then, um, I was watching this with Alex and he pointed out when he was on the ferry and trying to hold the two, ta- two sides of the boat mm-hmm. together. It was like the same imagery of Toby trying to stop the subway train. And he's like holding the two sides. And I of the definitely, bucket. I got yeah. Andrew Garfield vibes when he, when he saved Liz falling down the elevator shaft, except right, he actually with, succeeded. With in Gwen, saving Liz. Right. Yeah. Like I said, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so 
Oh, that, that was, was the, so sad. I loved movie. that movie yeah. and it was so sad and beautiful. And it was the best scene in that movie. And I don't care. And also Electro, my favorite Marvel, like bad guy, Sony, bad guy, whatever we want to call they it. They didn't, I like, I liked oh, him, but they could have done him so much better. They, they, they could, but I feel like he was one of the best villains we got. Cause the other ones I'm like, mm, this lizard guy, not a fan. Sand, mm. Sandman, whatever. Green Goblin was really, really good. Green Goblin was obviously. cool. Doc Ock was cool, but the rest were like, yes, oh. yeah, they were like, man. But like, I don't know. I also just love Jamie Foxx. <laughs> I did see a meme today about Eddie Brock um, from the third, the third uh, Tobey Maguire movie that we really don't talk about um, because it was kind of awful. Um, <laughs> and someone was like, "How ballsy you got to be to go into a Catholic church and pray to God that he kills." <laughs> that he right? kills um friggin peter parker so they're like as much as that movie was terrible we gotta respect that i was oh, like oh yeah Lord. the one other thing i'll say um that i didn't mention was um two-thirds of the sinister six have now appeared in the movies we're kind of talking about it so i figured might as well yeah. bring this up really quick two-thirds of the sinister six have shown up in the trailer for the new spider-man <laughs> yes um so the sinister <laughs> right. six are kind of like the suicide squad or like the legion of doom of yeah. spider-man villains just mm-hmm. to give you guys context a little for the, list, for the listeners yeah so they're basically just made up of core bad guys across the different you know iterations of spider-man comics and so let's see let's see we have spider-man coming back to marvel so that gives us uh doc ock in spider-man mm-hmm. 2 sand sandman was in what andrew just said the dreadful spider-man 3 electro was in amazing spider-man 2 and then we had Vulture in Marvel's Spider-Man Homecoming. So now we're just waiting on Mysterio and Craven the Hunter. Well, so we had, Mysteri- we had Mysterio in the last movie. Right, in the next one. But I'm saying in this movie, like leading up, and if we're talking just on Homecoming, the, that's oh, what we oh. thought. Oh, okay. So I get you. It's yeah. not, so I guess it's really more three-fourths if we're yeah. going to split the math here. Right. Um, but yeah, anyway, so we're waiting on Craven the Hunter, apparently. And that's Um. Based on this article, I'm reading. Oh, okay. I, I couldn't remember if that guy, I couldn't remember if that guy who was in prison that was talking to Tombs at the end, I couldn't remember if that was Craven the Hunter. Um, the one who was like, I heard the a one rumor with the scorpion you know. on his neck. Yeah, oh, I was going to ask you. Never, I think okay. that's actually scorpion. Yeah, I was like, um, they didn't say what his name was, but he had a scorpion. So I was assuming. <laughs> we should probably get back on topic. <laughs> no, so we, we probably should. It's all, no, so it's the, all good. The, this is relevant. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's all Spider Man talk. But I mean, the True. reason I ask is that. I to me spider-man the the not the better spider-man but the one who portrays him the best for me is toby mcguire really because I, there was there was an a, a interview you can see with stan lee where he's talking about the creation of spider-man and he says i'm gonna botch this quote but it's like he's not he's not the smartest he's not the best looking he's always down on himself everything happens to him mm. and we don't get any of that in this movie yeah, but that's we, true. That's true. But we get it a lot in Toby's Spider-Man. So. Well, part of the reason we don't get it in this movie is because they opted to not retell the same story over and over and right. over origin again with Uncle story. Ben's death. They skipped the so, origin story altogether. So I, would, I wouldn't say that it hasn't happened to this Spider-Man. I would just say that we don't see it, which is a, a good point. Right. And uh, he does good... mention Uncle Ben in the Marvel canon. If you watch the what if episode that dropped this week, he, yeah, he, he, he just, him. he just says it in this movie. He's like with everything that happened to Aunt May is what he says. Right. And but he never mentions, right. He never mentions him by name. Andrew Garfield has that this. sense of loss too. But I mean, Tobey Maguire is the OG Spider-Man. 
Um, right. And while Spider-Man is quippy and funny, he's also like a kind-hearted person and respectful. And Tobey Maguire he nails that on the head, except for when he's being hey. a douche in the third movie. <laughs> so which one is your favorite then, Andrew, so we can move on? Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to get out of this by being Switzerland and just no. saying what I like about all of them and okay, nobody will okay. know. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> except for the photography part, Tom Holland. Um, because Tobey Maguire does not represent because when Spider-Man was first made he wasn't super super smart he was just smart but as the comics progressed in the 80s and 90s he became really smart so for most of the comics he was like borderline genius and to and Tobey Maguire does not portray that Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield does mm -hmm. um, it's they 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 kind of it's it's hard because the photography part's a big bit and we don't have that in either movie with this Spider-Man right, so far. Right. So uh, it's almost like you wish you could combine all three of they, them. Again, they have like they each does. have parts of it that Build they nail. Build a better Spider-Man. They each have parts of it that they nail. Like um I, I don't feel that Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man was broke and the other two were <laughs> very much broke. So like the ad said 3000 and then for that I give you 100 and like that's all the money he has. <laughs> So, and his, his aunt gives him $20 and she's like, you better take this money. And that's like all the money they have. So it's like, yeah. so again, it's, it's, they just do them differently. I, I'd be hard pressed to pick a favorite. Uh, uh, also the Spider-Man doesn't have the Spidey sense thing until we get to infinity war, where his hairs stand up on his arm. And that's all we get. Uh, he didn't he didn't have it in the what if episode today they, i was like they call it what why the aren't you they call it the peter tingle <laughs> the peter tingle i don't and, like that yeah, well i don't think he liked that either he was like aunt may stop calling it that <laughs> um so i i can't pick, i can't pick a favorite because they each nail something really well but i don't feel that one of them nails enough of it in my everybody opinion. listening is booing with me right now that's fine and i both picked ours that's okay. nice. And I picked Switzerland like I typically do. Of course you do. All right. Staying true to I'm my sure character. we'll be getting lots of texts from our friends about this. Okay, that means it's time to move on to our next category of what if. So I think uh, we were all saying in our group chat that we were having trouble with this film, picking a what if question. Um, I think the one that I, I landed on is pretty decent. It might just be a one and done kind of answer. Uh, but what I thought of is what if the Sokovia Accords were signed? Do you think Spider-Man would have been able to rescue his friends in the elevator? Or do you think the cops would have found him, arrested him, shot him, whatever they weren't doing in the helicopter? Well, the cops how, tried to how would arrest that him. Well, I mean, well, they I'm asked him to like, stand down. I don't yeah, know if they, they were, were actually like, arresting get off him. The building, they right. might have arrested him for because it's like a national monument, more of like a trespassing kind of thing. Yeah. But I don't think they were after him. The Sokovia Accords were technically signed; they're right. into effect. That's fair. Um, well, yeah. You mean if like they signed were by like, all the Avengers? Is that what yeah, you're trying to say? Yeah, they were okay. like enforced if it like was accepted, if it happened, and it basically was like superheroes are now an entity of the u.s government and like he's on government property like what like it's all kind of tricky from from there on out well i think that's part of the reason that tony wanted him to stay low to the ground because the second he starts tackling bigger things he's going to other states potentially other countries 
And that was their whole problem. You routinely um, ignore sovereign borders and inflict your will, this and that. I think that was part of the reason. Um, I right. definitely think- Go to outer space whenever you want. Yeah, apparently. Um, so I, I definitely think that they, they would have- I think that Tony would have been able to vouch for him. He's like, Hey, this miner is kind of like my ward. He's under my control. He's, he's my Robin. <laughs> um, so I, I feel uh, like he would Robin. have been able to shield him for some of that, but hey. like the Sokovia Accords are definitely signed. Like when Cap and his group show back up in infinity war and uh, secretary Ross is just like, Oh, you think the world's on fire and all is forgiven. So like they were more, they were criminals. They're being, they were being chased across the world. They're in hiding. Mm -hmm. So I I definitely think it would be enforced if he, if he did anything like bigger than what he did, he would definitely be, if, if, if the government didn't want what he was doing, they'd be like, all right, taze his ass, send him to jail. All right. Well, my, what if, um, is what if they, if Disney actually got all of the rights from Sony and not just like a little bit of the rights. Like if we would have gotten an actual, would we have gotten an actual MJ and Gwen Stacy? Because I think in the comics, he first dates Gwen Stacy and then MJ, would we have gotten them? Would we have gotten a more bully Flash Thompson instead of just this annoying little douche who's kind of funny? Um, penis Parker, penis. <laughs> I was like, that is such a high school thing to do. Like, it was. That, was. that was so like, Accurate, I was like, though. oh my gosh. Um, and, you know, would we have gotten, you know, hints of like his possible future job in the Daily Bugle? Like what, what would have it looked like? Do you got, what do you guys think about that? Would you, so more of my question, would it have been more Spider-Man movie or would it have stayed Spider-Man trying to break into the Avengers mm-hmm. universe? What do you think? Because it was a lot of that in this movie. My thought with Disney being involved is step into my web. <laughs> like let's make it so let's Um, make money yeah i mean this movie kind of felt like iron man 4 i was like this is too much iron man for me it was too much avengers thing it was and like he was arresting the guys and they were the in the avengers mass and they were talking about the sokovia Accords in the class and they were talking about vibranium and their freaking decathlon practice like it was like okay we get it you're in the mcu we got it we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're here. We, we understand. It was kind of like the first four episodes of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like everywhere you looked, it was like, Marvel, Marvel, oh, Marvel, Marvel. let's crap out a Marvel thing here. Let's, it was literally just crap ton of Easter eggs, like almost a nauseating amount. And then the show eventually got better, thankfully. But right. um, this was, I agree, this was a lot like that. So do you think we would have gotten a more Spider-Man centric had they had more rights? Or do you think they still would have gone the way they went and kind of just wasted the characters a little bit i think they would have gone the way they were heading now because they they need to tie it all together they yeah. do but there's Give a way us to do the it. multiverse of there is a way to do it also like there and were Spider- there were other avengers movies that weren't like oh this is this is an avengers movie disguised as a thor movie like they 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 can do there are ways they can do it you know what i'm saying and Spider-Man has a rich, rich history mm-hmm. and goes back what fifty years worth Easy. of yeah worth mm-hmm. of worth of content. This is a mini Avengers movie because we have two Avengers. We have Cap and we have well Cap kinda, but we have Cap and Tony in yeah. this in this movie. 
Although I do appreciate how they had Cap doing all the, the so video. So good. That was so good. I so love your body's those. changing. And I, the book, I know about the, that. I know a little something. I about would that. totally do those videos if someone asked me to. Do. <laughs> how many more of these do we have? <laughs> Wyatt's birthday is coming up. You better be careful oh, no. what you say. <laughs> Oh so <laughs> your birthday's coming up. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, yeah, that's that's fair. That's a that's a fair explanation. <laughs> yeah, I think so, uh, we definitely Andrew, got what, what you're saying. What didn't they get the rights to? Just just to clarify, oh, MJ for starters. This is like huh. the MJ they could do. This is not right. actually Mary Jane Watson. Mm-hmm. They don't have, as far as I know, they don't have Gwen Stacy. They don't. At first, I don't even, to this day, I'm not 100% sure that that Flash is Flash Thompson, the one who like bullies him in the other two movies. Um, They may have later on gotten the rights. That's my dad's car. (laughs) That was so funny. And then Peter can't actually drive. Um, Well, he's a New Yorker, it tracks. Yeah. And 15. Um, At 15, yeah. Um, (laughs) Well, I'm just saying like, not only do New Yorkers drive like crazy people, sorry, not sorry, Andrew, but they also do not really own cars. Not super common to actually drive or have Especially your Especially convertible license. Audis. Well, you know, Flash's parents are douchey rich. Um, yeah. But uh, I don't I don't even know all the things they don't have rights to, especially at that point. Mm-hmm. And then there was that awkward period where they lost the rights to Spider-Man after getting them. You remember the memes on, on Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> like with the uh, the monsters saying, put that thing back where it came from, or so help me. So help me, so help me, so help me. Boom, 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 boom. But yeah, boom, boom, um, boom, boom, boom. Yes. so I think they got a couple more rights when they got him the second time, but it, it was, it, it's enough of a mess. And it wasn't a pandemic at that point. So Disney had plenty of money that they probably should have just gotten the whole thing. Um, yeah, calling you out, Disney. Um, so. Yeah, they totally listen to this podcast. Uh, obviously, of course. thousand percent. <laughs> okay, cool. My what if actually kind of goes hand in hand with a little bit of my uh, behind the scenes. Hmm. But what if we had a different Avenger coaching Peter? Hmm. So we had Iron Man. Uh, 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 coaching is not, not the right word, but leading. Mentoring. Mentoring. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Mentor. What if we had a different Avenger doing it? Like, well, it couldn't be Cap. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it could. I mean, actually, no, it couldn't, especially with the fact that he's on the run. But if he wasn't on the run, you know, they were on opposite <laughs> sides, I guess it could be. I mean, they're both New Yorkers. They both respected each other. Um, I don't, so who's going to do a, it, Hawkeye? <laughs> so I have a list. So Nick Fury. So I think it would have been more comical if that's even possible in this movie because this was a very funny movie. Mm-hmm. You get the the sass and the backhanded compliments of Samuel Jackson. So we would basically just be getting the next movie where he's yeah, <laughs> exactly. Bit. Uh, Black Widow. They would have debated who's the better spider. <laughs> nice, uh, but um, that's good. Um, and I put Thor uh, because Thor trying to understand the human world is should be a movie all by itself. As far as a coach or a mentor, obviously. Iron Man is the best person because he's the one who discovers Peter mm-hmm. and recruits him in the yeah. first place, right? Takes him film. under his wing. Yeah. I mean, are you talking about the Avengers in terms of like the expanded team or are you talking about the original like crew? I think it would be pretty I'd, cool I'd, if he tangled with like Ant Man a little bit. Yeah. And then maybe like uh, what's or... that would be a terrible mentor. <laughs> No, not him specifically, Hank or Hope being the mentor, but no, him that's, teaming up. 
No, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Right. Cause that's his question is like, who of the Avengers would you have be the mentor, if not Iron Man? Mm. So are you saying like Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, uh, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Cap? Is that six. our choice? Right. The six. Or are you giving or us? Like the are you giving us I'd say Wanda, any- Vision? Are you giving us? Uh, I'd say anybody Ant-Man. that has a, anybody that has a movie. Anybody that has a movie. Because not everybody has their own movie. Mm, Black Panther would be a really good mentor for him. Mm-hmm. He, oh, would, he would like, love the Wakandan technology. Yeah, he would love that. And I feel like he would be on the same page, like moral wise. <laughs> Imagine the Dora Milaje t- teaching him how to fight. But I mean, yeah, right. That would be cool. But uh, I mean, T'Challa does get into his own sort of trouble as well. So I feel like mm-hmm. they would still like have fun and like get along Right. And Peter's version of trouble is kind of similar to Liz. Like, oh, let's sneak out and swim in the pool the night before the, the big decathlon. And Peter's like, okay. But then he's like, no, I got to save the world. Just kidding. He's like, I'm going to ditch you for the second time this movie. But that's more like Spider-Man than Peter, I feel like. So, yeah, I feel like Black Panther could be good. Hulk would be a good influence if he was, you know, Bruce. Mm-hmm. He would be a really good mentor as well. Um, like you said, Natasha would be good. Hawkeye could be Hawkeye good. would teach him like how to like be aware of his surroundings, how to see from a distance and how to think more like tactically. Be like, more precise. Like he was like in the interrogation mode when he was um when he was talking to Troy Barnes from community. Um oh my gosh. He was just like man, I got goes, ice oh, cream in you. here. He's like, Thank you so much. He goes, Whoa, whoa, I haven't even told you anything yet. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> like, like, I feel like Hawkeye would be like, all right, so this is how you do that. Um, all righty. So moving on to our next category of best and worst. So I really like this movie. Um, it's not going to sound like it with, um, with the, the, but I do like this movie. Um, the humor in this was great. They, that was, I think we addressed that. I, I like Marvel movies for their humor. But we also addressed that he does pretty well with the humor the high school awkwardness was pretty good. They made that realistic. Um, he's only kind of well-liked, so he's not too well-liked because Spider-Man's supposed to be kind of like, eh, like Peter's supposed to be kind of like, eh, well-liked. Mm-hmm. Um, he is really smart. They got that down pat. He was like making his own web stuff, which they established in Civil War. I, I liked a lot of things about this movie. I liked the plot. I liked the fact that Iron Man was in it um, too much. We'll get into that, but um, mm-hmm. I... Okay. Yeah, so there, so yeah. I thousand percent agree with you. This movie is hilarious, um, especially the the opening scene where Peter is blogging the the airport fight from from his cell phone. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I love um, Peter using the Batman voice to interrogate because he doesn't know how to interrogate. That a was boy. Great. I mean, a man. A boy. Um, <laughs> I'm a real boy. <laughs> So I liked how this doesn't seem like a Marvel movie. What? So let me preface by saying, so like Kevin quote, Hart's, let me explain. Where so were the, you five minutes ago when we were just saying this is Iron Man 4? I, I never, I didn't speak up about that. I let you two mm-hmm. agree about that. Um, so the quotes slash situations are more relatable versus other movies. So like Peter in high school, We've all been through high school. We understand the awkwardness, 
of well, making friends. Some of us have been through high school and some of us went to secondary school. Apparently. He went to a couple <laughs> years of that and then a couple years of high school. <laughs> he went to both. Um, and if someone blew up my deli, I'd be pissed too. So I, I relate to that as well. Um, I mean, it's more stuff. relatable than let's just say Thor. I mean, you're not on Asgard floating and flying with a hammer. It's fair. His his going home routine every day, like going like, you know, getting a computer, just perfectly good computer, just sitting there, going to his favorite sandwich shop. Well, it was it's it's a realistic. I agree with that. And it's I like how Squidward of him. <laughs> and finally, I liked how this was the right amount of light versus dark. Now, what I mean by that is name a superhero movie that doesn't have a handful of people dying. This has one, one confirmed death in this entire movie. Who died? The, um, the guy that Tombs fired. And he, he's like, I can't oh, afford yeah. to have you around the here. The guy goes, who he disintegrated on accident. Yeah, he yeah. was just like, I thought this was the anti-gravity gun. gun. But he didn't seem that broken up that he died either. So I was like, okay, every, how do you go from thief to killer? But, you know. Every other movie, we have buildings falling. We have just bridges collapsing, people drowning. This yeah. there's only one death, which yeah. was nice. It's nice to have a superhero movie that doesn't involve <laughs> a mass slaughter. That's true. Oh boy, I can agree with that. I I get what you're saying. It feels like less of a Marvel movie. I don't if know I if I that. agree with that because I feel like it's kind of like that Star Wars trope where you're like, oh, just kill this whole entire planet full of people that I never met and I don't know their stories, so I don't care if they die or kill a bunch of these stormtroopers because they're just people and I don't care about them either and let them die. So I feel like there has to be some of that like <laughs> already involved. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, okay. So for my best, I liked the alien tech. I thought mm-hmm. that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, usually the sci-fi science is on my worst and I think it was pretty good in this movie, the pink glowy stuff. We love that. <laughs> um, like going through walls and stuff. That was neat. That was neat. Yeah. Um, the whole movie, I kept saying, when is Pepper coming back? When is Pepper coming back? Mm. And we finally got Pepper, even though I didn't want this to be Iron Man 4. It basically turned into it. So I was like, well, now we have to have They Pepper. literally had him, her, and Happy. So, right. And the, the, the dummy robot, literally. Yes. And <laughs> uh, still got that ring, Happy. That was so funny. I've been carrying this around since 2008. <laughs> right. I love that. So good. Um, the best of the best were the plot twists. Um, obviously, like the name reveal of MJ and like, yeah, sure. She's maybe not really MJ. She's not Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. But like, I didn't really see that coming until it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously the plot twist of Liz's dad being, um, you know, the freaking, why can't I even say his name? Vulture. Vulture. That, was that scene hawk. where he puts it together that Peter is Spider-Man was really good. It was oh. so good. It was and the like perfect the tension, amount of drama and tension. Yeah. yeah. And Tom's acting was really good. He just kind of looked like a teenager that crapped his pants on a, on a date with a guy's <laughs> yeah. kid, but obviously not. So yeah, yeah, I thought that was great. Alrighty. So getting into our worst here, um, literally the opening scene of the movie when the Tombs' construction crew was going over the wreckage. And then they, first of all, they're not wearing hard hats, which in all fairness is a perfectly normal thing you would see in a new york um construction site you're supposed to see hard hats but will they actually wear them it's a it's a good 50 50 um so my yeah so my complaint is that they were it was like eight years earlier or eight years later and it's like no this movie does not take place in 2020 
this movie takes place in 2017, like right, like two or three months after Civil War, which took place in 2016. So how that made it past production, couldn't tell you. I spot it in theaters the first time I saw it. So like, come on, face up, guys. Um, right. I feel like he relied too much on his Stark tech, personally. Mm. I don't mind that he got Stark tech. I just felt like... I know he's been Spider-Man, he said, for six months before Civil War, so we're at about eight or nine months now, but it would have been nice. It it was nice to see at the end him figure it out with his low-tech suit. Right. So that was kind of nice. Cause like well, I, it, I liked what? how when he was in when he was trapped in that one storage place with all the other weapons mm-hmm. and how he was using Karen, like yeah. how the how the movie showed like him like expressing his thoughts. Because mm-hmm. he that was should really he, cool. He's just talking in his mind. So I liked how they had hit, they had the Jarvis quote tech. Yeah, built oh, in she was not my problem. Her, her tech purpose. was not my problem. But yes, right. she was she was very funny. I like how like she was boosting his confidence. Like, <laughs> well, well, what if she's expecting like Tony Stark under this? And like she sees me like imagine how disappointed she would be. And she's like, well, I wouldn't be very disappointed at all. I'm like, oh, that's adorable. No, that's she was not my problem. Go, Karen. You're awesome. You're the uh, you're the awesome Karen. Um, <laughs> the only one so yeah um i i wish they would have focused less on the wider avengers franchise in general and got down a little bit more on just a spider-man level i mean they i feel like it was like a 50 50 and i maybe like even like a 60 40 like 60 percent like an avengers movie i would have preferred it like three quarters of a spider-man movie with like you know nice things a nice amount of i, I don't know what exact ratio i would pick but just a better one um they don't show his spider senses at all and as we addressed earlier the photography thing that not not existent right so those are those are kind of my problem and i guess with with tombs um it's kind of a little bit lazy writing that like he's just like a thief who makes this tech and sells things like yeah he's technically selling weapons to bad people but he's not like he he's not a killer and then they just like make him into a killer and it's like he accidentally kills this guy but is somehow like not broken up about it like you just killed a whole ass person i mean i know he was lazy and rude but like how many people are lazy and rude that i work with on a daily basis I oh my nobody. and then all you graduate from that to dropping a building on a 15 year old like you know he's strong and stuff like that but you like have you like done the math with a pencil and figured yeah he could survive a couple thousand pounds being dropped on it. like that kind of seemed likely. I know they had to make him menacing and stuff like that, but like you make him a less of an understanding villain, which is what they were going for. They kind of like Stan Lee says about Spider-Man. He wanted to make him like it could be anybody like this movie basically sets up the first half of the movie that this villain could be anybody who just got screwed over and has to take care of his employees and his, his family. And then they just kind of took it away from that, like that the second half. So I kind of mm-hmm. thought that was kind of thought that that was iffy but that's it for me cool so let me preface by saying i really did enjoy this movie i watched this for the first time i had not seen this before this week right wow. um so welcome to the future I, <laughs> so i've actually separated my worst into two categories mm-hmm. oh my uh now that i've had about a day to kind of dwell on the movie so first category is consequences there are none for him, at least in the beginning of, of this movie. So I have a list of them. He Who's takes Spider-Man? out. A, yes, Spider-Man. Oh. 
So he takes out a bodega but feels no remorse. And there's he didn't no consequences. Take out a bodega. It happened yeah. in yeah. battle. He, he he sort of caused that was that. an accident. But that the fact that he he accidental. feels no remorse about he just took out his favorite deli. He rescued the guy and the he, cat. He was like, oh no, Mr. I forget his name now. Yeah, like, I forget he, it too. He, he was like, is anybody in here? Is anybody he like literally he let the bad guys get away he jumped in order into to do a that. fire. Maybe but he so, could have been more broken up about it, but I, I I only kind of agree with you there. Feels no remorse. Um, he blew off Ned at Liz's party, and then is forgiven the next day. Do you know how important his job is, or like, do you, are you are you grasping so what he, he's actually doing? He's stopping arms dealers. He blew off his best friend. Okay, if I was stopping arms dealers and you didn't forgive me, I'd, I'd be, be upset. Kind of pretty. I understand that. <laughs> I would be I would be sympathetic to the fact that you were upset because I'd be upset for bailing you, but exactly. I better be so, forgiven if I'm stopping arms. No, you aren't. You disappeared like you always do. I, I better um, be forgiven for stopping arms dealers. That's all I'm saying. He he blew off his responsibilities, gets detention, ditches detention, and then gets off scot free. No consequences. Have you been to public school? He yes. He the <laughs> second. He endangers the life of his friends after leaving them at the competition. They win, but they all survive. He ditches Liz at at the homecoming dance. Okay, he did not endanger their lives. Ned kept it around. He said, keep an eye on this. So he did not, like, he had no way of knowing that that thing was a bomb. He's like, oh, it's a big rock. There should have been more consequences than there was. Granted, this is movies. This is him growing and learning. He got his suit taken away. But if we jump back to Spider-Man 2, Peter paid dearly for everything that he did. And even stuff that he didn't do, he also paid for. Wait, the this the Spider-Man 2 of this franchise or the original Spider-Man 2? What are we talking about? The Tobey Maguire. Okay. And then I guess my moving on to my second category, I've named the the That's Avengers. <laughs> um I believe Spider-Man is good enough to stand on its own without without sprinkles of the avengers i agree with I agree. that i agree um and to kind of cap it off the three most emotional scenes in this movie is where peter is fighting to be just like iron man and realizing that he needs to be himself and grow mm-hmm. again without the avengers that wouldn't have happened because mm-hmm. he would have figured it out on himself but no he has to cry to his his statue his his idol at this point mm-hmm. And then he gets let down pretty hard, but then he learns to grow from it. Mm-hmm. So those are my worst. I, I can mostly agree with that. If they had the second um, Spider-Man movie before Infinity War to have that mentor relationship with Iron Man, I would prefer it that way. Um, that way his first movie can be more standalone with barely a, a hint of a wider universe. And then your second one kind of like how much of the wider thing we the wider franchise we got and then like maybe the third one take place after tony's death and after endgame that's how obviously that's how i would prefer it um so i i I can agree with you there he can definitely stand on his own they've made how many spider-man movies and like debatably all of them were successful like they they could definitely stand on their own so i agree with you there you had some good points and to fast forward to to endgame do you see that Peter's wearing the brand new suit that he refused in this movie. Mm-hmm. He had it in um, in Infinity War too. Um, so he had his he had his. Um, <laughs> he so pissed. he had the suit that Tony initially gave him, 
uh-huh. um, the upgraded one, and Mark then one. <laughs> yeah, we'll call it that. And then when he's like falling because like he can't breathe thirty five thousand feet up, um, Tony deploys a suit to go get him. Right. That like has an oxygen filtration. That's his Iron Spider suit. Yep. Um, and that's what he uses in Endgame as well because but that's the suit that, that he was. was that was a suit that he was going to give him at the end of this movie, right? Yes, he uses okay. it in Infinity War because that's the suit that he was snapped in. Uh-huh. Yep. So yeah, you're right. You're right. Yep. Yep. But but yes, no, I that is the suit that he refused very maturely. And then they were just like, oh yeah, we, we totally did that over. Did you guys screw this up? That was so There's funny. a room full of reporters. Yeah, exactly. No, I feel like a lot of that is just his naivety being a teenager and like actually being a teenager, being a high schooler. Yeah. Where like a lot of these things unintentionally happen, like and it's kind of like Wanda destroying <laughs> Killing people's a bunch lives. of people, like right, destroying, destroying a city of destroying a building. Like she didn't do that on purpose. You know, she was trying to protect someone, and yeah. it was it was an accident. Um, yeah, it was a really really horrible accident. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she she didn't burn down a bodega and yeah, but save there were the people consequ- inside. In all fairness, there were consequences. For oh, that. they were called the Sokovia. For sure, but we're room. not. We can't equate burning down a bodega to like <laughs> literally collapsing a skyscraper and murdering a thousand people a little different right so So it's it's different and yeah yeah but it's accidental is is the point so i feel like he does have a good redemption a little bit about the lack of consequences but i not but he does own up to it right and he's like if you're nothing without the suit then you don't deserve it and he Mm -hmm. that's a consequence he loses the suit he's not allowed to have it and he has to fight the guy in freaking sweatpants yeah and It has a building collapsed on him. You know, that's karma. That to me was the most emotional scene when he's like, when he's like crying for, he's like literally like crying for help. And then he's like, come on, Spider-Man. He's like doing it himself. That was a very good scene. He has the Lion King moment looking Mm -hmm. in the water. (laughs) I I absolutely love that scene. I thought he acted that perfectly. Absolutely. I actually actually teared up the first time I saw that. Oh, for sure. It was was super emotional. Right. And like, you're not sure what's going to happen. And obviously he makes it through. And then same thing with the decision at the end, like he made the mature choice and he was like, this was a test. Right. And he, and you know, Iron Man's like, Oh yeah, for sure. Kid. And he's like, yeah, you know, Pepper was like, how did you guys mess this up? A lot of people were a little curious to see how he would stack up against the other previous versions of Spider-Man. Same thing with like every time Dr. Who changes an actor, there's always some uproar or every time Batman changes, you know, an actor, I react to it the same way. I'm always I'm always optimistic um, because in my opinion, I was going to be very controversial. In my opinion, we really haven't had a bad Batman. We really haven't had a bad actress or actor play Doctor Who. Those are my opinions. And we haven't had a bad one play Spider-Man. Everyone's I haven't always seen the Robert Pattinson. So my jury's out look, on that. Look, one. I haven't seen that one either, but yeah, so... as far as ones that are out, we haven't had a bad one, in my opinion. So sure, everyone sure. gets all up in arms. He's going to suck because I saw him in this movie or this and that. It's like, I, I'm always optimistic and I haven't of been course, let down yeah. yet. Of course, yeah. No, different. I was not let down by Ben Affleck as Batman. Sorry. Um, just wanted to make that clear in the microphone I'm, for some I'm people. not <laughs> caught up. I'm not caught up on my Batman, but. I, I always knew that he would play a good Bruce Wayne, but I was kind of jury out on the batman but sure. i i thought that tom holland especially for his like really first first movie because he was only in a couple minutes of civil war he really nailed it in my opinion i think so too yeah one of the other ones i didn't mention for my best um 
that's typically my worst for Iron Man and other movies. Mm-hmm. The dirty jokes were on point for this film because they were high school appropriate. Like you were saying, Penis Parker and like, w- there's a dance going on. What are you doing in here? Um, watching porn. <laughs> um, like that was perfect and funny. And like, yeah, it's like gross, inappropriate, dirty. But, but like, it wasn't too much. It wasn't too much. It was much, not exactly. pre Monocta. Right. Thank even you. even Tony's joke was like, he was like, hey, Aunt May, what you wearing? Something skippy? He goes, no, that's that's inappropriate. I can't do that. Right. Exactly. Like <laughs> it's getting better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for my worst, the not listening movie trope, like that is one of the most annoying things. And that's probably why it's so effective when you're watching it. Like you're also like visibly annoyed or I was visibly annoyed because it's one of those things where it's like, if these characters would just stop and listen to each other for five seconds, like Ned is like, oh, sorry, Peter, where were you? Blah, blah, blah. I have a million questions. And he's like, Ned, shut up and listen to me. And he knows what's going on with the arms dealer and the bomb. And like, yeah. oh, well, he doesn't know about the bomb, but like right. all the other stuff. And he like doesn't shut up. And he's supposed to be a guy in the chair. I'd yeah. be like, you're supposed to be the guy in the chair. The guy in the chair has to shut up and listen. Or had like happy not hung up on Ned or. Right. Actually, yeah, there was, was a lot of was not a lot listening. Of like I'm preparing a workshop for work about effective communication and like, 90% of my tips are going to be about listening and not talking. <laughs> you know How what I mean? How much of your audience is men because they could really benefit. Um, <laughs> two, two of the seven are, are men. That's it. Oof. Well, yes. those two are going to oh, learn. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that uh, movie trope was like super frustrating, but it was effective. It was just like, there was so much of like people not listening that it was a really annoying. Um, Aunt May's glasses. Like what the hell? What were we trying to do? I think were we trying to make her look old? I think they realized she was too attractive. It and just they needed didn't something. work. It didn't no. work at all. And like no. uh, they were poking fun at it because like RDJ was like poking fun at it. And then like they were at the Chinese restaurant or whatever. And like the guy was like, oh, on the house. And she was like, thanks so much. Like that, you know, like it just didn't work. So I yeah. don't know. I just like like they weren't trying to make her older so why did they give her the coke bottle glasses like i don't know i don't get it so not a fan of that um and then yeah i definitely didn't like the choice to skip the origin story like i think they could have done it almost in the way that they did it in hulk right because like they didn't retell the whole story of how hulk changed oh they, they did just in gave the us the flashes credits. of it in yeah. the opening credits that right cool. so like he excuse me he mentions it throughout the film like when he's talking with ned and he's like yeah, yeah, I got bit by a spider and like, yeah, the spider's dead or whatever. Like he's mentioning things here or there, mm-hmm. but like we never get the explanation. Like, was this spider a part of Stark Industries? Like it's not, is it Oscorp? Like, yeah. is it another entity? Like, I don't think he ever says, you know? So it would have been nice to have, you know, even if they don't explain if it's Stark or Oscorp or something else, it would have been nice to see that. Um because, you know, like we've mentioned, they just drop him right into the fray in Civil War and then they pick things back up and they just expect that you know who he is, right? And if you're a 10-year-old kid watching this, you probably don't know the other Spider-Men. Um, you know. might not know that, right? So I feel like those were some of the parts that I always loved watching as a kid was like when those changes happen. And like, those are part of the scenes we love about Cap in america's movies you know so, a lot of articles and and a of lot it. of articles that you read about spider-man movies or batman movies specifically um talk about how their origin stories are done to death and then like they usually like an article i read today it's the same 
basically uses the same terminology that they all use. If you're in the Western world, you know the origins of Spider-Man. It's like, okay, no, you know the origins of Spider-Man and maybe a lot of your audience does, but not all of them. Like there are probably millions of people who have never seen a Spider-Man movie over the age of 18 and then millions underneath. Right, right. So it's a large enough audience that like, most of your audience who's over 18 watching this movie, it's it's even hard to make that claim because now that superhero movies are way more popular than they were 10 years ago or even 20. So it's, it's because it's a changing world. It's like, unfortunately, you kind of have to tell it at least a little bit, like the way you were saying, probably perfect because I loved the way they did it in Hulk. Yeah, exactly. Like they didn't eat up any time because it was during the opening credits. You know yeah, what I mean? Like they had, to, cool. they had to use that time anyway. So. And they, they made it look like, um, like when you said the flashes, like as if he's changing and like, that's all he remembers bits right. and pieces. That was really interesting. So it would right. be, it'd be kind of cool to see, but you know. Cool. Moving on to our final topic of alter ego. This one was especially fun because it was full of 15 year olds. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, it was hard to pick, um, but I came to the consensus that Alyssa, you are MJ. Yes, um, <laughs> it that's like, correct. You might not like the reason, but I said your passive aggressiveness could be contrived as flirting. <laughs> that is correct. I I agree with that, actually. I think a Andrew's lot of people would agree tongue. with that. <laughs> Andrew's like, no, it's right. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not getting in trouble. Um. <laughs> Listen. You're allowed to have comments. And the answer is yes. <laughs> Effectively wow. so, um, but yes. Would you like to share any examples? <laughs> you know, a trap. Uh, it's a trap. <laughs> I feel like like uh, my silver tongues uh, suddenly turned to lead, uh, like Loki. Um, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, Andrew, I have you as happy. Yes. Oh. Um, follows orders and like you will ignore someone who calls and texts nonstop. Sorry, it's a character flaw. Um, <laughs> well, that mean I think that goes for anybody. If <laughs> you're like today for you guys, you were going on your text back and forth. I was working with a customer and my wrist would not stop vibrating. I had to take my watch <laughs> off and put it in my pocket because it was bothering me so much. Sorry. I was off today, so I could actually text. I, f- I figured you were off because Alyssa and I do it while I think you were at work. I think you caught me on your on my lunch break. <laughs> I took Probably. it later in the day today. <laughs> um, and myself, I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't you don't know? You didn't pick. No. You didn't identify with. No. Cheating. You did not no. understand the assignment. That's cheating. Nope. I am leaving this one blank and coming back to it later. I guess. Wow. I guess. In you all are. fairness, this was really hard. Because they're, I really didn't think it was. I ha- felt like it was bes- so easy. So, like, besides, like, I wouldn't even consider their academic decathlon teacher as a main character. So, as far as main characters that are above the age of 15, there are four of them, and one of them is the bad guy. So, hey, listen, Zemo was on the table in the last one. So, why you got to say he's not available? Anyway, uh, well, uh, I'm not mm-hmm. calling either one of you a killer and I haven't killed anybody. So no, we're not happening. Um, <laughs> so, so for Alyssa, I, I actually had her as happy. Um, oh, okay. And here's the reason. So the way you described your promotion to me last time, when I asked how many people you were actually in charge of, you said it was like one person. 
but you somehow oversee a large big ass department of stuff like you're the director of global talent recruitment or something like that global talent outreach manager yeah so <laughs> global so you have literally this big ass department yet you're only in charge of one person and happy's literally in charge of everything but only in charge of Peter Parker <laughs> in this movie <laughs> so. that's so true that's so, really funny. I like that. <laughs> I literally was watching this movie and I'm like, I was like, uh, alter egos. Oh my gosh, this is going to be great. Yes. Um, so for Wyatt, I, I picked Iron Man. Um, I definitely feel like Boo. you, um, wow. Um, I definitely <laughs> feel like if you had someone you were mentoring, it could go like a lot like this. Oh, so how how you would like to give it no no no, no like as Look it, at like, Wyatt is so offended he's no, like I'm, no he's he's right like he's the, like the kind right. of talks you would give somebody I almost picked myself for this because I've definitely given similar talks to previous coworkers, especially who were like younger than me like people showing up like hungover and late all the time and stuff oh, like that so funny. I've definitely had these talks um but I, I wanted to give the uh I wanted to give the bigger, more impressive role to Wyatt on this one instead of myself. Um, so I was like, considering it could go either way, um, I, I feel like how you mentor could be that way. And that's not a, you know, the whole, if you're nothing without that suit that you shouldn't have it. And I wanted you to be better than me kind of thing. Right. I definitely could see you doing that as a mentor, which is a great thing. Um, so there's a joke one for me and then there's the regular one for me. The, the joke is... <laughs> <laughs> is the teacher the, the academic decathlon teacher Absolutely. like I feel like it would something definitely would happen to me where I'd be like I couldn't bear the thought of losing a student again, again. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would just be my luck that something would happen like, right of course um but as the real one I would pick Ned uh because I would definitely want to be the man in the chair if one of my friends was a superhero I'd definitely want to be the wing man and also when he was that age when I was his age I wanted the Lego Death Star for sure Oh yeah, absolutely. Because it had the scenes from both episode four and six. That was awesome. Um, I still want one. Right. So, so yeah, that's uh, that's what I got. <laughs> oh boy. Hopefully, you guys don't kill me for my picks. Then um, I did not pick the murderer for either of you on <laughs> purpose this time. <laughs> uh, no, I like this guy. But I'll start with me because I agree uh, that I'm MJ. Um, when she said, I'm not obsessed with him. I'm just super observant. I was like, mm -hmm. Ooh, this speaks to my soul because when I was in high school, I had a crush on someone and, um, somebody started a rumor that I was stalking him and I was just observant. Like we were very good friends at the time. And this was like the first boy I ever had a crush on. And I was like tutoring him and stuff. And, um, like I would go over to his house. So I knew what his mom's car looked like. So like we would be waiting for the car line and his mom would pull up and I'd be like, oh, so-and-so your mom's here. And people would be like, oh, you're a stalker. And I'd just be like, I have a crush on him, duh. But like, <laughs> I, I've I been to his, his house. I've been in the car. I know his mom. Like I'm just yeah. helping the car line move faster. Thank you. Because I want to go home and watch right. Boy Meets World. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So like being, I'm just super observant. I was like, I feel that. Cause like, she definitely has a crush on him. <laughs> but you know. Her sarcasm um, was definitely a good part of this movie. For it sure. was, it was definitely relatable. And like, she wore like no makeup and she was still super beautiful. And like, I have all but like given up wearing makeup, like, unless I go out like socially, like I don't wear it to work anymore. I just don't care. Um, <laughs> like it's just a vibe. Like I'm just, Bro here ham, for it. same. 
Yep. <laughs> um, and then like when she goes to DC and she's like, yeah, the Washington Monument, not really a fan. It was built by slaves. And the guy's like, oh, I don't, the teacher's like, I don't really think so. And the, the security guard's like, Meh. Sure, I was like kinda yeah and then she's like oh I might get in some light protesting and like my boyfriend always American sure and like I don't really participate in that obviously I'm very like vocal about my beliefs but my boyfriend always jokes and calls me a social justice warrior and that I get offended <laughs> about everything <laughs> he's like here comes Alyssa the social justice warrior like oh, here to be like let that person have their pronouns however they want or you know whatever I'm upset about that day Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> right so very relatable very funny um so for andrew i had spider-man Aww. i said that he's shy around girls but can actually get a girl to say yes if he just asks her out oh <laughs> and then stronger than he thinks and greater than his title or his uniform close to family fiercely protective of his friends and loved ones would only keep a secret if he absolutely had to. Wicked smart. Wicked smart. Wicked, Wicked smart, smart, man. Thank you. That's very nice. It's <laughs> very high praise, as I usually say. So naturally, Wyatt has to be oh, Ned. The villain. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> she said she didn't pick a villain. <laughs> I said I didn't pick the villain. <laughs> I know, but that's she could have taken us on a different course. And haha, <laughs> just kidding. You were killing That's true. I could have lied. I was telling She's you. She's picked truth. you as the villain before. Many times, might I add. Several times, yes. Um, so, no, Wyatt, I had you as Ned. Obviously, you're Andrew's best friend, so natural connection there. Um, the internet describes Ned Leeds as a master of deductive reasoning and investigation. <laughs> Maybe when he grows up a little bit more. But, uh. <laughs> so, I like that. Um, and I guess in the comics, he was a normal man who engaged in regular exercise, which increased to more intensive levels after assuming a role as the Hobgoblin. So maybe when you get a new job, you'll increase your exercise regimen as well. Uh, <laughs> I think I have to. Right. That's the funny thing. I think that's part I of know. The, uh, that's what I'm saying. Already part, of, part of the training. There you go. <laughs> um, you wouldn't necessarily want to be the guy in the chair per se, which is kind of funny because Andrew was like, I would love to be the guy in the chair. And I picked him for Spider-Man. But I think you would do it well. And I think you would do it if your best friend asked you to. Um, you would absolutely be all about building the Lego Death Star, which you even brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you don't listen to Andrew and vice versa. So there you go. It's what friends Fair. do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Best friends. We're terrible listeners. That's what friends do. What? <laughs> Excuse me. Can we end already? Because uh, I was hoping to get in some light protests and in front of the embassy before I go to bed. And that's how I'm ending it abrupt <laughs> as, as per usual. Nice. Anyway, thank you for joining us for this longer than what was portrayed podcast on Spider-Man Homecoming. Join us next week when we continue through phase three of Doctor Strange, one of my favorites. We'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. In the meantime, check us out on Instagram as at Spectre underscore radio and on Facebook as Spectre Radio. Be sure to submit your questions via social media for a chance to hear us answer them on our upcoming segment, Ask the Avengers. This is Spectre Radio signing off.